Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. So here we are again for another birthday special, as tradition. It's my birthday. No, it's mine. <laughs> oh, how old are you turning now? Can't possibly say. <laughs> I thought that was only 30s. women that couldn't say their age. In thirties, but not late thirties yet. No, no, not quite. <laughs> not quite there yet. But as I, as is tradition, we do a special episode where we cover three different films: one that neither of us have seen, one that I've seen but you haven't seen, mm-hmm. and then one we've both seen and one talk about yeah so choices this time as you might have gathered the titles are petite maman mama tenacious d in the pick of destiny and Coraline. oh Coraline. <laughs> which was a patron vote i gave them the option well, for that one but we had a tiebreaker didn't we so and then we were a little bit like, oh, we've never actually had a tiebreaker. What do we do when we have a tiebreaker? And because it's birthday boy. Uh, yeah, choice. Yeah, breaks the, gets to pick, I guess. I, I get in that situation, I guess it would be the same if it was for your birthday. But I don't think we've ever really had it where we've had to do a tiebreaker and go, right, well, I think it really it really should be Sophie's choice, I think, for going <laughs> forward in movie? those. It is a movie, which I think I got. A DVD of somewhere rattling around. I think we should cover that at some point. But, yeah, yeah, I like the fact that it's called Sophie. Yeah. But we're going to start with Petite Maman, which mm. is a very short film. Mm. What are you laughing at? Petite Maman, the way you Mama. say. <laughs> I'm trying to say, do it in French. Did you get in? Did you pass your French class? Mm. You no. Do you say No. No, of course I didn't. No. Do you not? No. No, just it's one of those compulsory ones. Paul. The, the title means little mother or mom or however you want to pronounce. Yeah, it's like a petit pois. Yeah, kind of, yeah I guess. <laughs> Small P. <pea. laughs> yeah, that's right. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> you off there, aren't I? So I wanted to see this for a while. And I thought, oh, it's just a nice and short one. It should be better than this. And I'd mm. heard it, it kind of had a simple, very almost simple storyline where there was no, like, real threat of danger or anything too sad. It's, I'd heard it been compared to in the way that My Neighbor Totoro is, where there's things happen, mm. but there's not any real, like, peril or... Yeah. It the, the story of... moves along... But in a sim- like a really simple way, and it's like oh, so it's quite nice and light-hearted, and it touches you though in the way of touching about death. I feel within this tackling film. death, yeah. It's and you never actually see anyone dying or passing on or yeah. But you, the the implication and is there is there, yeah, yeah. and I think it's kind of showing you grief within this film. I feel like grief is heavily 
profound within it and how people cope and ages as well like the age range you are when grief hits you the younger you are the better off you are I think yeah because you don't really fully comprehend what's going on sort of and as well your attention span to life in itself like oh one minute granny's there the next minute she's not and you don't really actually realize what happened I'm I'm never going to see her again that that kind of fatality never kind of enters your head it's I think it's only when you grow older that that starts to become more daunting and scarier yeah I think so I don't know obviously it's maybe slightly different with animals really because obviously like I say a kid plays with a dog all the time and then suddenly it's no longer around whereas a grand, mm. not saying grandparents, you don't see them as well, especially they live somewhere far away or they don't live with you. Live or... you, that's, you know, that's, you I know, think it's when you see somebody daily that tricky. makes yeah. a massive impact on, on you. And mm-hmm. it's opening up the scene where the little girl is like the mother's emo- emotional support. Yes, that's really sweet and endearing. I actually saw a little bit of myself in this because I, I know as a family we've gone through quite a lot. And I think when... I was little, a little girl. I used to be there for my mum a lot without me actually realising what I, I did. Only by watching this film, certain things kind of from an adult perspective clicked into place for me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when you realise actually, yeah, a child is quite intuitive and clever to understand and what somebody needs. Yeah, yeah. And they're and so just, selfless in their oh, act. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And they don't really realise what they're doing. doing. They just think, oh, well, she needs to drink. Yeah, simplest affection. Mm. And just yeah, so it's like oh, it's really cute, and it's like ah, oh, bless you, kind of thing. And it's really it's sweet and yeah, endearing. Yeah. And I think I've noticed as I've got older, my innocence has gone a little bit. People probably think, "Are you actually kidding me, Sophie? You're still very naive." But I used to be a lot more innocent and naive and sweet. And I think sometimes your older self becomes a bit more bitter and twisted. <laughs> Even if it is, I still seem happy and go lucky mm. it it still gets life gets some dear yeah sometimes and i think that's how the mum's feeling because she's from what i've gathered has lost her mum yeah yeah like the very opening scene you see the eight-year-old nelly saying au revoir to all au revoir. Pe- all these people in the retirement home mm. and then she's going to each room au revoir and then gets to an empty room mm. i think it oh right okay yeah setting the tone of like you know, yeah. a grandma is there, the mum's there in the room and obviously like, yeah, looking out the window and kind of feeling sad of everything. But I, I re- this this film really touched a I nerve it, with me. I thought it might do, especially as I sort of vaguely knew what it was about. I tried to go in without knowing a great mm. deal about it, although it was like a very simplistic story and told very well, I must might add. But and shortly. I know, I, yeah, yeah, by that. But I kind of thought, assuming by the title, it was going to something to do with the mother thing, but I didn't know how much it would play into that. So yeah. I thought that you would probably connect with mm. this film quite strong because obviously you've got connection with your mum anyway. So I do, and I think I've always been there for her and she's yeah. always been there for me. And I think you get two aspects of this. Mm-hmm. You get to, and I think this is what touched me the most, was me be the, the adult... Mm-hmm. And lose your mum, who is a is a grandma, right? And how she was feeling, mm-hmm. yeah. And obviously having Nelly as an eight year old daughter, trying to put on that brave face when actually all you want to do is break down and, and cry because you've just lost yeah. your mum. 
Yeah, so strong for the kids kind of thing, yeah. And then at the same time, Nellie knowing that her mum is just putting on a brave face, because children aren't daft. No. They're not stupid. And her being like, oh, I'm going to have to do, and be a good girl and do everything my mum wants and be there for her as much as I possibly can be. Uh-huh. And that's when Nellie's like, oh, well, I want to see where you build. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they obviously have to go back to, yeah, to, the, to the grandma's like where she grew, her mum grew up, and that must be so. Like that's, I think that would be like the equivalent of because you're you you have a family home where you've kind of grown up with your parents. I know obviously you weren't there, but for the majority of your life, mm. your parents are still living in that family home, mm-hmm. and then for your parents to no longer be there, yeah, that house and, and at that back house, and then like, yeah, oh, sort of. Memories and stuff, yeah. Whereas I don't think I really have have that as such, really. To be fair, because we've moved quite quite mm. a bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think that would no. be the the equivalent. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, and your parents are not there telling you what to do. You're just having to go through rifle all their stuff. And yeah, I, it brings yeah, back to, a flood of memories. To, to, obviously, I've obviously seen for a long time what happened, but I'm not no. really looking forward to having to deal with all that kind of burden of like, sorting out the selling the house and all all that getting. Not rid of, but like you know, where's it all? It's all the possessions going to go and all that kind of stuff. That, yeah. So obviously that's what they're having to deal with. That, but but Nelly's like, I want to see what where you grew up, mum. Yeah, and what you did when you're know, playing in the woods and all that kind of stuff. And so. I think this is the fascinating concept of this film. And mm. for me, because I'm so close to my mum, it was like the thought of seeing well, a me as an eight year old self because I can't remember how I was eight year uh, eight years old yeah. eight years old. Mm. I'd love to find a picture just to see what did I look, look like. like. But yeah, and that kind of may invoke some memories if you look back. Mm. Like, oh, I remember going to that playground or something yeah. like that. You might have something, but it's very obviously as you get older, you kind of forget certain things of the, the past and like. And I'd love to see an eight-year-old version of my mum and me t- together. Together, because that's the what the crux of the film is really that she kind of like stumbles almost like this. Time distortion essentially, and so like, oh, there's some kid playing in the woods, and yeah. I'm going to see, and he realizes, oh, it's quite quickly that it's her mum as a young. I twigged on a lot yeah. sooner than the film was portraying because I was yeah, like, yeah. they do look alike, like... they're both little actresses. Oh yeah, no, they're really good. Yeah, so they are actually sisters mm-hmm. in the film because when it's in the credits, that's what they were. So, and I think they did a pretty good job actually. They really did, kids. and I think they tugged on my heartstrings even even more because. Mm-hmm. They built this relationship that they had, and I think the the core of this is her mum has to step away, and her mum's not doing that to she's, hurt Nelly. Oh no, yeah, she's kind of out of the picture for quite a while for all the I, film. That almost feels like it's a I've gone back in time type of thing, almost. And then mm. once it's all resolved, she and she goes away. Yeah. Then she comes back to. I think she's gone back to her roots and gone back to her childhood, and she just needs that. Her mum needs that step away because she can't be strong for Nelly at this point in time. So it's sort of like a metaphorical way, but Mm -hmm. in actual bringing it to actual into existence type of thing at the same time. It's just beautifully done. Like the fact that I'd love to see my eight year old mum. I think Mm -hmm. she'd be really cool, and I think she'd be more sassy than me and. Mm -hmm. I think I'd really look up to her and be like, oh, she's the best and all of that. And I feel like the thought of it is just a wonderful, sweet, endearing little thing that they capture. 
no, absolutely. I think that's definitely what the film is going for. It does pretty well. Um, I obviously like things like the scenes where they're kind of just like, oh, making food in the kitchen or making like the cereal. It just made you want to be a child, child. again, didn't it? Yeah, the, yeah, simplisticness the simplicity of, of what happens. oh, the way that they role played, like actually uh, yeah, just yeah. playing, but like trying to trying to be adults in like a drama or something kind of thing. Well, it felt like a bit of an LA noir kind of scene where yeah. like there's an inspector and the you can't be here type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was quite funny that Nelly was always the boy dressed up and the mum was always like in a feminine role. And it was just, I don't know, the creativity of when you were a little kid. Yeah, you build up those. Yeah. You're in a child somehow gets squandered when you get older. Like I remember when I was little, mm-hmm. I used to be in the garden. I would, I would get my mum's pans. I would pop off all the dandelions. Mm-hmm. I'd put them in a pan. And I would make dandelion and burdock in my pan. Mm-hmm. There was this little wooden, a tree had been cut down. Tree stump, yeah. Yeah, my pan would go on there. That was the stove. <laughs> right, yeah. And I'd have a wooden spoon or a stick, depending mm-hmm. on what I could find. Mm-hmm. And I would just be bashing, basically, dead dandelions in the, my mum's pan. Right. But in my head... You are doing it. And it's just like you have with the little, you know, little toys and stuff. You have yeah. little I was so imaginative... And- I used to, oh, I don't know how my mum cooked me. I would empty all her cupboards mm-hmm. and I would stack the shelves with tins of beans, mm-hmm. carrots, and then my sister would go shopping around the kitchen mm-hmm. and I was the lady with the little cashier, cashier. Ma- yeah. machine. Yeah, ringing it up, yeah. It won't like, yeah, but I would ring it up going beep, beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm sure there's a toy now that you have to buy all of the, sh- the like, shopping cartons and stuff to do that whereas I was just being imaginative and go okay I've got yeah, the cash machine just I'm just going to use yeah. my mum's like actual food to yeah, <laughs> go yeah. shopping oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think that's what you kind of get here mm-hmm. with the way that they play the way that they're in the woods they're adulty but at the same time they're just so raw and innocent and it just ugh. I feel like you don't value being a child when you're a child you hate it because you just feel like you've got no freedom you squandered and you just feel like... I think at a certain age, I don't know about... Maybe it's when you're in your teens, like, oh, I want to get out of here. But you're also, not cool I think anymore, you, pa- you but get when... sticky parents telling you what to do. Even when you're little, you're like, well, I want to yeah, do, do that. that. I want to stay up late and, yeah. and stuff. And you can't wait to grow up. Like, I remember playing schools, like, odd, like for example, being a teenager. Yeah. Having my own locker, because I used to watch Saved by the Bell, um, <laughs> which used to be in my banisters. Right. I used yeah. to love the thought of having my own handbag and some keys. Mm-hmm. And now I always forget my keys and never bring them with me because I rely on you. Yeah. So it just shows how being an adult versus a child as as, as well within this film. So it, for me, it touched on many different levels of a how I was as a child, how I feel now losing my mum mm. or my family, mm-hmm. and how would I react to being having to put a very face on. And the thought of meeting my mum, as an even now, like the thought of my little mum being like my age mm-hmm. and meeting her. Uh, you, you mean uh, well, like thirties? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, how that would work? I don't know if it would have the same impact as such. I think it's more. It would be as innocent in, and raw, but at the same time, I feel like there's so many questions you'd want to ask your mum, and you just don't ask them. And I feel like if they're similar I age, I feel like you get to more raw. Yeah. information sort of based it is absolutely stunningly beautiful this film i really i really uh, well, enjoyed it for you it obviously sounds like that i wasn't the intention but i think it sounds like you 
you definitely resonated with it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was, I feel like I'm not going. Mm, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, no, because I'm not saying that I didn't enjoy watch, watching them from my pick and stuff. Obviously, mm. it's, it's my, obviously I picked out. I wanted to watch it, but it sounds like you got a lot out of the film on a yeah. personal level. I think mm-hmm. I guess really. No, you're right. It's very visually pleasing as well. Kind of just the instance of just being in the woods and just all the like the, the little homestead they've got. And it all feels that kind of just cozy when you're watching, watching it. it, and I feel like it's autumnally themed. Feels that way, yeah. yeah. In a certain Which aspect. is a win-win for me because I absolutely love autumn. Saw some boots coming in this. I know, obviously they're in July, but I can see the autumnal things coming in already, in, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm already getting excited for it. Mm-hmm. I think it's quite strange that. Obviously, the mum's name's Marion as well, so it does feel like an old name for a young Child. person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, growing up, Marion seems like a fairly. I think let's. We've been watching as well a TV program called Outnumbered. Yeah, and there's it's... Karen, and obviously your mum's called Karen. Oh. So I always associate Karen yeah. with your mum's age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not but a little girl, but I know it sounds daft because Karen was actually at one point a little girl. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so at the, same, at the same way, obviously, it's not quite the same, obviously, like, son to mother, it's not quite mm. the same. But obviously, obviously, yeah, it'd be like I, what mum was like at, when she was eight years old. Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. Just to see people, how they actually developed well, as a person and an, grown yeah. to where they are. It's an interesting concept of, mm. like, how would you... But and obviously, you'd technically, you'd have similar traits because you obviously you, you came from them, yeah. so they had the, your genes... From the, that, so and I think as well for you in that concept, that would be a lovely thought because you'd actually probably get to see your grandparents. Yeah, because when I I don't remember a great deal. I was very young when my mum's grandparents passed away. Mm. I only have a photograph to sort of really remember. Like, oh yeah, I, I kind of obviously sort of vaguely remember. Oh, that's you know a, a visual thing because I was sat in with them on a bench so I was clearly the home <laughs> then but other than the sort of vagueness of how there was a sort of kerfuffle of sorts when something bad happened I don't really go into it because I don't want to get upset about it no. but it's there's there's not much more to go on for, for that yeah. in terms of what they they how they were really I, I don't mm. remember any like conversations and stuff obviously very very young but I think that's the same with me even though I had my granny for longer yeah you just don't remember as much. And I think that's one of those things where this moment where she actually gets to say goodbye to her, her grandma again with in this. Yes, yeah, technically, yeah, because she sees grandma when she's not as old. Yeah. Yeah, like a mum's age type of thing. But she's obviously got that condition that she's got with this, she's like mm-hmm. walking stick. And, and then mum's going in for this operation because it's she don't hereditary. Want to, yeah, she doesn't want the same thing that you have, so you've got to go for that, yeah. And she's so. scared and, yeah, again... Nellie being obviously kind of the consoling, compassionate character that she is, she's like, oh, well, you're my mum, so clearly you survived because you're yeah, still yeah, alive it's now. It's not like, a, oh, I'm disappearing or anything like yeah. that. It would be any weird stuff like that because, yeah, that could have gone that way or something like that. So you know everything's going to be okay. Yeah, the, and I think she's just that reassuring soul to, to Marion at that point, which yeah. makes me wonder, like, if, if Marion remembers any of that or if it's all I... Nellie. I feel like at the very end, it's kind of like she almost did as as if like met, time was changed slightly because she kind of I think it was like now very the very end was like oh Marion, and then she's like oh Nelly, and then they kind of just hug and Bryce as if she's like oh I know yeah What's that happened? did that did happen mm. even if for that brief moment or whatever but 
There was a line that came up where it said, like, you didn't invent my sadness. Like, as if, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's... That was the point when they they were both the eight years old, weren't they? Yeah, because I think the mum had Nellie quite young. Yeah. And I think so, Nellie always thinks it's her, her fault. fault. That she is sad and mentally yeah. depressed or whatever. But, but I think it's probably knowing her mum has got an yeah. internal illness that's not curable anymore. So it's kind of almost like a looking back, here's the reason why I am the way I am in yeah, a way like it's like kind I'm, of trauma did, in quotation marks. Of yeah, because she didn't on. have a mum. Nellie has a mum where she's healthy, she's fit and able to kind of... Because, do, because of the operation. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously seeing what Marion's had to deal with with her mum at a young yeah. age with a walking stick. And, and not really as curable or yeah. whatever, yeah, that kind of stuff. But I think it was lovely that she wanted to spend her birthday with her younger mum. Yeah, yeah. Before she went and she was there and baking cakes and pancakes and all of that. I think, actually, she was 23 years old when she had Nelly. I know that sounds daft and I know you can have children younger. Mm-hmm. But still, 23 years old, you are pretty much still. You're a child. You haven't got any crap together, have you? Like, you've just come out of uni or you've just gone into a, a job. You've not got much of a wage. You know, you want to have a house. It's it's hard. Yeah, definitely. And you've got a child on the way and you're like, what the hell am I doing? The only other thing I can touch upon is the fact that, like, obviously the, the father is kind of having to be around for Nelly. When... <laughs> he's a bit of a spare peg, isn't he, though? Yeah, really. He's, he's kind of not much involvement, but he's obviously got to be there. Obviously, he's where mum's out of the, the picture, in a sense. Mm. So he's got to be, there's got to be some Adult guardian to, yeah. to be looking out for. But initially, we were kind of like, I'm guessing there were... It almost said it was a brother and sister so yeah. something in a way, but oh, then it like, was like, oh, you know, he's the daddy. Maybe it's they separated or something. It wasn't it, clear that there wasn't really like a lovingly, you know, oh, bye, honey, kiss no, you on the cheek. No, it wasn't really thing. an endearing situation. I don't feel like Nellie was that close to her dad either. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I'm lumbered with you, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and not mean this in a horrible way to my dad, but with your parents being separated, you do feel like that as a child, like you kind of get that vibe of like, oh, why am I with my dad this weekend? I just want to be with my mum or vice mm. versa. Mm-hmm. And you get to a point of where you get a bit annoyed when you do get palmed from pillar to post. The other bit I've written down is just the silence of the film throughout. We don't yeah. have actually any the, music until one point. When they're like paddling across the lake yeah. to that pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's got, yeah, it's like, oh. Music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's daft, though, that you didn't actually... Re- I didn't realise there was a lack of music until I had music. <laughs> yeah, sometimes that's happened a number of times. I think it's in watching like all the like, Japanese films. There's, um, there's obviously some musical stings, like when action stuff, but for the majority of the time, mm. there's not a lot of... Not relying on the, oh, music, emotion yeah kind of thing that you must be feeling sad at this moment because yeah. the music's playing or some or whatever but um, well, i do think this kind of it kind of made i think i got to a point of where i was a bit well me pat mm. when the music was playing and knowing that her mum was going for her operation and this was kind of the last time they were gonna be together basically as eight-year-olds yeah yeah and last time and then she she gets to say goodbye to her grandma one last time yeah where, which... where she drives but yeah. I, I never like saying goodbye because I feel like it's too final. So that's like a me thing. Like I'll never say goodbye. Yeah. Because I don't I don't want that to be a thing. So I'll always say see you later or bye or yeah. Okay. Okay. Not what you mean. good. Bye. Good. Right. Okay. Is there anything else? I don't think, think so. so. I think it's, that's... it's quite a short film and kind of they just re- the most. Like you said, with the return. 
want to see the house for one last time because it's, it's memories, out. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's hard leaving them behind. Yeah, you can take them with you. That's the mm. good thing. As long I as know. You have positive ones, of course. When we moved into here, I I cried because obviously we shared a house with my mum at that point, and that was kind of like my family home. Yeah. And I found that really hard, even though what I was moving into was so much better. It was just because that chapter was closing, and I think that's just what makes it challenging and upsetting because mm. you feel like that's finished in a sense. Yeah, yeah. But then you you open a new chapter. Yeah, new you book. do, and then. Then the end. Then, no, so like the good performances all around, I say from the, the the two girls. Which obviously, if it was done in like a obviously like English language film, mm. where you, you, it's sometimes it's hard to pick up on obviously from different countries and stuff. Like how are they? You assume they're doing a good job, but obviously it's more apparent if if they were speaking English. Yeah. Then it'd be like uh, they're a bit weak in how they're coming across, but. From what I can tell from the two of them, they were doing a pretty good job of, you know, All acting. the emotions like... were, and even when they were pretending to act, like, yeah. when they were playing, it seems to be quite involved, and no, I think they did... Good job. I think, yeah. if anything, the dad just annoyed me a little bit, but <laughs> I feel like he ha- he was, that's just his role, to be like that. Yeah. I don't find him too entertaining, but I think you, I think that's he's... more of a personal for you, humor for you, maybe, perhaps. But... So does Birthday Boy get to vote first? Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, because technically it's something that we haven't seen before, yeah. like so we would normally. I think um, I was toying between the two ideas, but I think the benefit of this is because it's so short and it's so sort of endearing in a way of what. But at the same time, I didn't, I I wasn't so hev- emotionally invested in probably the way that you are, mm-hmm. but very enjoyable, and I will watch it again. But I will give it. An 8.5. Okay. So it's very, like, short and sweet and just overall glad I've watched it. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think I'm not much higher. There's something that's not making it a 10 for me. Oh, uh, because well, of the way you're talking yeah. about it, I thought it would maybe I be think it's a 9.5. It's solid. Oh, okay. Yeah. It really is. I think, biasly, sometimes if I'm lazy and I don't have to read subtitles, that would be so much more enjoyable. But at the same time, I think this gives it an endearing quality but it would be lovely to see an english version of this but i don't know if it would be as beautifully done translated the only other thing sorry i want to say like the, i don't know if i've mentioned it the fact that this was the same director who did portrait of a lady on fire i remember, didn't like that if you remember that film i remember not liking it and thinking what the hell have i watched because <laughs> the, the, it was lesbianism no, I just think it flitted and I just didn't really get right. it. Right, okay. No, it's the same same director. No, yeah. this this is... Sorry, that doesn't change the score. But I think it. also the subtitles, I was a lot better at reading them. I think it wasn't as fast-paced as that. Right, got To you. a point of where I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Okay. Because I had to read, I had to watch. There was a lot of things Go, happening. going on in that. Yeah, whereas this you could actually... Take it in a bit more. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what I loved about it. And I think for my connections and kind of being relatable and... A way of showing what death is, but not seeing death is a clever way of being portrayed. Yeah, not dwelling um, on it too heavily. Yeah, yeah and it yeah. shows that you actually can. Sadly, you do move on. Life goes on, mm-hmm. even though grief can still be be there. Life still, sadly, carries on. It doesn't stop. Okay. And it's it it tugged on my heartstrings. So it's nine point five. Nine point five. Yeah. Well, the question: Do do you think? 
if there was more content, i.e. if the film was longer than the <laughs> runtime, do you think there would be like, oh, there's more to tackle here? Or, I don't or do you think, think it's so. a good length? I think, oh, you know me. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Perfect, yeah. I really but, enjoyed it, and I think I got everything out of it. The but, ending is a little bit like... Oh, is, is that it, kind of? Yeah. Did you, would you want a bit more there? Would do you think, I think that would? It, it, it would have been nice to see. And I know you're like, oh, Sophie, why do we have to always have it? You know, you know, they lived happily ever after. <laughs> yeah. But just a little bit more, them going back home, being a little mm. bit more stabilized or something, or Nelly playing with her friends or something. Just having something with a bit more than just sitting on the kitchen floor, but it still works well. But I won't think it needs to be that much longer. It'd be like a sake of five minutes. Because when I mean, the film isn't it didn't even reach the hour and a half mark, it's That's like fine. seventy something minutes, so like just hour and fifteen, I think. Brilliant. Something like that. Yeah, there's nothing no, you can do think you, of. Do you that think there would like. be? Um, I don't know. You know, obviously, I went through a sort of different experience of it than you did, I suppose. But, <laughs> but I'm just curious to what really what would make it a ten for you. Really, but I guess you don't have a definitive answer. There's just something I, just not quite there. I think like... it's me being lazy and not wanting subtitles, and I know that sounds really bad. Okay. But I think that's one of them, and I think just the ending, maybe a little bit more. Okay. Even if it's um driving off out of. Yeah, yeah, just like yeah, everything's yeah. gonna be okay type of thing. Yeah, yeah more of a sort of closure that way. Yeah, instead of just a oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, okay, right, okay. So but apart from that, yeah. probably more watches. It could become a ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. quite easily. Yeah. Same for me, it could potentially go up, but I think there's more of a connection that you have with it. Than, yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thank you for picking it. Uh-huh. You're welcome. <laughs> so now we move on to something that has a bit more of a different tonal shift. <laughs> <laughs> with Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny, which you obviously haven't seen. I was toying with I obviously a lot of that what 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 would be a good one to have Sophie watch that's kind of just <laughs> something a bit light hearted I guess mm-hmm. we're looking for like a thing but I think it, the, the, I don't know I I'd, I guess I kind of what drew me to this one and like oh yeah that might be good is I'd kind of stumbled across random I don't even know how really but it was like went down like a bit of a rabbit hole with I think it was some AI generated like songs, obviously like tribute. Uh, there was like a like freak freak on a leash sung by Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> you have to let me listen to that if that is um, a thing. Yeah, no, it is. It totally is. And oh then there goodness. was there was like aerials for System of a Down. That was sung by Plankton. And and well, then which one's your favourite? But I mean, when you listen to that, they they are kind of they do sound like scary, like them. So I don't like. I don't it's, know how AI works. It's this weird yeah. and wonderful thing. But then this other one I found where SpongeBob and some of the other characters were doing the the first song that appears in this film, and I'm thinking, ah, oh, I want to revisit that because I remember from back in the day those I really I I mean still sort of enjoy the music from this film mm. soundtrack and everything and. Like Tenacious D, really kind of funny comedic Tribute. band. That's the only one I know. No. I know that sounds really bad. I feel like it's. I actually have a moment with this song. Which song? The tribute song. All right. You're gonna find it really weird, and mm. I do remember it very well. I don't know how old I was. But I was playing with my Barbie. Barbie. And I realised my Barbie had a pink convertible. 
Right. Just thought, just thought to tell you. This is how vivid I remember this. Okay. So I'm playing with my Barbie in her pink convertible. Yeah. And I actually had cousins at that point. Not saying that they're dead. Just, <laughs> we just don't really see each other now. Yeah. And they were on my dad's side. Okay. And there were two boys and they were a bit older than me. And the tribute yeah, music yeah, video yeah. was on the TV. Uh-huh. And I'm sat there, obviously, with my little Barbie. And these two boys are, like, fascinated at this tribute. They were a couple of years older than me. Yeah. And, like, they thought it was absolutely the bee's knees. The best song in the world. Best song in the world. As they say. Yeah. And they were laughing and found it hysterical. Little me, with my Barbie doll pink, pink Barbie convertible, obviously there's, like, devil. Yeah, red yeah. horns. Yeah, yeah. I was bricking myself while these really? two boys oh. are doing air guitars in yeah. the room like vibing and I'm like oh, what the hell <laughs> is this on the telly all right well. when did the tribute song come out I want to say 2003 for some reason okay. could be wrong 2001 2001 wow how old would I be in 2001 you'd be like nine or something Okay, yeah. yeah. Still playing with my Barbie. And I I actually had a thing. This is so embarrassing. Why is it on your birthday special? I know, yeah, I'm all pouring this stuff my gut out. Yeah. used to not like the devil and I couldn't wear red. And now thinking about it, could this be because A, I was brought up in a Christian school oh, and, and B, this tribute yeah. of this horrible... This demonic, yeah. Very Bill, obviously you saw it, if you saw it now, mm. if we went back on YouTube and you'd be like, oh, have what, to. what the hell, why do I think that's scary? The, I've said that about like, I'm going to have a tangent here, but like with Men in Black, and I remember something that yeah. really scaring me. But I look back, like, why, what, that, why did I find that scary? And I think you have these things that you kind you of do. remember again, back but, to the childhood thing that you kind well, of like yeah. triggers something sometimes when it's like, what the hell? And it's weird that nine years old, when we're just on about being eight years old, yeah. and I can remember being nine years old watching that video, watching that video with probably they were about 11. The boys were so that for them that was quite awesome. Yeah, yeah, rock and, and roll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm on my own with them at the moment. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where my sister was. But weird that I that's so when we put this on, obviously I love Jack Black now. There's there is yeah. no problem. Like him in Holiday is absolutely well, you, you amazing. You said like what year this came out? It was 2006, and you looked that up and you were like oh that was the same year that holiday he came looked out. exactly the same and his persona and the way he was acting yeah. was the same it wasn't like school of rock i think in school of rock is a bit chubbier i think he's a bit thinner so. in this isn't he y- yeah yeah and he's just jack black he is <sighs> anything he touches is is gold basically in a comedic sense yeah yeah like and that that for me to say that is it's high praise, I suppose. Yeah, he is up there. Like he's the best comedian. I, I, I love him. Mm-hmm. Like he's just, he's not even annoying. He's just that. That's him. And he's, he's fun and boisterous. And like just, if I just, met him in person and he was boring and dull, I'd be very disappointed. I just feel like that. I don't. Is th- him. He's, he's got a sense of humour. Like see, like go way off thing that with this now. But <laughs> like obviously, you see, like you see him on Instagram reels and stuff, and he's just. You can just see his bags of fun, really, just yeah. how he is and stuff, you know. I don't really feel like there's much acting in this, because obviously... No, it's. I think it's really just almost like a passion project of sort of like a, com- almost a comedy routine of how the band 
became tenacious. When they say a band, it's just a duo, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's only two of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, it's playing not with the fact that oh, they are the greatest band in the world, and it's just two people. And it's like when you look down at it, it's just a guy singing and a guitarist, and that's it. And obviously, it's like making up like big scale of like what they actually are. But it's it, you, you're going along for the ride, but that's what you you know mm-hmm. what you're getting with the thing. If you know what, obviously, like the first album for that, the tribute came from. I and all the other skits and stuff, but you'd have to because they, they, they started off as like a comedy show, and I think I'm, I don't know, it Saturday Night Live or something like that, where they're doing really? the circuit of that. And if you listen to that first album, there's kind of skits that are included with within that, and it's kind of like they're playing off each other, just like you know, like we're, 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 come on, dude, we're gonna be doing all that kind of stuff. It's it's quite quite funny. So mm. um, yeah, have you listened? to that and got a lot of things to do and take yeah. on after <laughs> this, this haven't we yeah yeah well the film itself anyway is it's it was such <laughs> a blast to to revisit it and and it still holds up and especially for me particularly like the songs are still really solid and it's like oh, yeah, i remember this being like we listened to the cd like with alex and everybody and you're gonna say alex because our friends song who, yeah, was the, at our the, wedding and the, no, no the trip no, tribute was well yeah exactly that's yeah, what i mean not but... songs from this app no, um, but it just makes you think that comes back, and I can just see you being little children again, yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. rocking out to it, and it's yeah, just like in the car and everything. Yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. And I think this kind of, for me, stems back to a little bit of understanding Jack Black as 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 a person and how he was raised, what his Christian backgrounds were compared to him wanting to be like metal and godly and like kind of looking like he wants to run away at a young age. Obviously, I think this was dramatised in the yeah, film. Of course, yeah, I don't of think course. he ran away at like 10 years old and no, then no, saw his parents. So. Yeah, there might be yeah some truth in that, but yeah, obviously it's in a... Like he's you know, in the kitchen like with a metal T-shirt, the Sabbath T-shirt. you and, and all of that, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. But... Oh, the dragon's balls are blazing. <laughs> Chopped his balls off with a long and shiny blade. To be fair, oh. the casting of that child, oh my God. God. I feel like I've seen... I don't actually know... I feel what, like it was Jack Black had had a child and that was, was his son. That's how bang on yeah, it was. was. Yeah, very good. Yeah, look lookalike. I, I, but I feel like I'd, I'd have to look at action to look it up, but who he actually was, who the kid was, because mm. he, yeah, he did like very much look similar to him. He did, unless yeah. it was like a cousin or a nephew or something. something. I don't know. It was perfect. Yeah, but obviously from the get-go with that song, is like sets the tone... Of the entire film, but obviously, if you know what Tenacious D are about, then you kind of know that. Anyway. But mm. so, for somebody who doesn't really know much about the band, how did you find the whole sort of experience with going through it and like the songs themselves? I, weirdly, some of them I knew, but oh, right. just okay. didn't know. I know it sounds really daft, being aware of them, mm-hmm. but not actually going. Oh, this is on like my Spotify playlist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Heard somewhere. somewhere. It's probably been when I've either At been school. little. It's probably not a school. Oh um, no, not your school. No, maybe not. But... <laughs> or my other bits is probably maybe Guitar Hero. That would be yeah, because the, the credits you heard you'd heard the metal. Yeah, yeah. that is on the was it Guitar Hero three? I think mm. that, yeah. That and I that used to, that. Yeah. I was constantly on that, that all one. the time. Yeah, yeah. That was one so, of the difficult songs. Which Sarah used to love playing that one. It's kind of funny because. Despite obviously the fact that the sort of the whole jokey aspect of like oh we're the greatest band in the world and never say they take it super seriously, but the actual chord 
progression. Mm. You know, even that's I remember that being quite a, one of like the back end when the songs are really hard. And I yeah. think it was actually so there's actually some truth in that. Like they actually play in like really like complex. They're amazing. And stuff. They really yeah, are. Yeah. And then the commentary and all of that yeah. within it. I think it shows Jack Black just really wanting approval from anyone and wanting someone to like him and. He's quite naive and gullible as a character, but just wants to do so well. So, like, for example, when he sees KG... Yeah, Cargas, yeah. He's absolutely smitten by him. He's like, oh, you're amazing. I just want to be part of your band mm-hmm. and want to be involved. And then he does so much crap for him because he thinks, oh, he's made it. Yeah. When actually he hasn't. Mm-hmm. And the whole story is about getting this pick of destiny because, obviously, it's the devil's tooth that makes yeah. you play... Yeah, these amazing rifts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which is a load of bollocks. Yeah, of course. Um, but at the same time, you need a story, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Driving force and again, dramatizing it all. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just funny, it's, and you, it's intriguing. You want to know, like I think we, <laughs> you want to know how it ends. You do, even though you're going on this like extreme story. Yeah, what my worry was at the coming back to this, I was thinking, oh, is this going to be especially more for you? Like, oh, you are you can find this really like cringy and I and thought I would do because there were certain bits like the cock push up I've written down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was a bit like but actually it didn't it didn't annoy me. I think because it was paced out between the film it wasn't too bad and it actually I can't believe I'm saying this. <sighs> Come on. It came into play. It was a valuable piece because at the end his cock push-ups kind of helped. Uh, and I can't believe I'm saying that. But yeah. it was valid to be in there. It wasn't like just this, oh, dumbass joke that's thrown in yeah, and yeah. not used. Yeah, used to get over again, yeah, yeah. I guess, and also like the power slide when they go out of the yeah. rock and roll. So it was, it felt like yeah, yeah, yeah. they had thought it through. through. It oh. wasn't just like, oh, yeah, that's funny, let's just yeah. do that for no reason. I can't yeah. believe I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I was thought you were going to say like, oh, I can't believe, because... There's a couple of other cameos, but like Ben Stiller makes an appearance. Best in... Ben Stiller moment ever. Because <laughs> he wasn't annoying. He wasn't annoying. Mm. He actually seemed like he could act, and he did a really good role. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, see, so like, that like was Adam fine. Sandler being, you know, like not always. <sighs> Don't. <laughs> Adam Sandler still has his voice. That's the problem right. with Adam Sandler and his <laughs> face. Like, he can't get rid of that sadly, can he? No, not unless he has a But Ben Stiller. Him had long black hair, he seemed to really embrace the role and he was only on for like a very what, brief 10 period. minutes. Yeah. And his lines were solid and he seemed really, really invested in what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, they were like really good friends. Like, again, I think it's also that you have that work around with that. You're like, oh, do you want to get involved in the mm. film? They probably like cameos. So it was like, I didn't notice from ages ago, but there was a, like a, a very young, is it Amy? I never know how to pronounce her name. Amy Fowler, who's who you know Parks and Recreations. <gasps> yes, yes, yeah, yes, yes. She's got the bruised eye in the the, the I, restaurant. The... Did I point that out, or did did you notice her, or was that me? I noticed like... this time round because obviously back in the day I wouldn't have known who. You wouldn't have known. No, no. no but, but I was like, oh my god, I didn't realize the age gap in between it yeah, as well. Like, yeah. for her being like obviously watching her in Parks and Recs, I've never really seen her. Younger, younger self, if that makes but, sense, in something. But I think I feel like it probably would have been around that sort of time in the two thousands. But it's... I think Parks and Rex just looks a little. She looks older because of the character she's playing. Yeah, maybe, yeah. She's, that's maybe it. Yeah. Yeah. 
looks sort of different. She's like downtrodden. You're not like a happy. She's she like a smaller sulky, as well, sulkier face and mm. everything like that. But and there's a couple of other things like I did think she'd have a bit of a bigger part actually. To be fair, I thought she'd be coming back into play where Jack Black's character kind of I don't know. It'd be a romancey thing, but it doesn't go down that path, which is actually not a bad thing. No, no so I was, I was saying about these little brief moments where they're just friends of the. You know, do you want to be involved? And like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. To do. What is nice is obviously KG mm-hmm. ends up buying Jack Black his first ever proper guitar, and even though he's just spent all the rent money on that, yeah, and then realizing obviously his mummy's not going to be paying his rent anymore, and they're like, oh crap, we've got to actually graft and do some work yeah. and get a wage and be an adult. Mm-hmm. And this is when they kind of find out about the pick a destiny and go on this quest. Quest. Yeah. And I think what I really love about it is, I can't believe I'm saying this, who am I? Who am I? Go on. Um, is the story within it where it kind of shows you as like a book, kind of, in a sense, where like the characters and the, the knights. Cha- the chapters, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's it just going... feels like Jack Black is literally telling you about, he's reading you a story, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Like he's literally got his book open and this is a chapter story one, of his life. Two. Yeah, those little card things that are kind of like shown like, oh, yeah. this is the point where you are the teacher. This is the part where we mm-hmm. separated separate ways. We had like a falling out kind of thing. And then they're like riding on a horse going on the quest with a diaper or something. And it's just, I don't know. It sounds like I, I'm, I've drank too much. <laughs> you haven't though. Like, I haven't. Yeah. I've, I've just had a tea. I am fine. The fact that I have to say I'm fine is... No, honestly, she's this, not had anything to drink. <laughs> this film, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to hate it, but because I love Jack Black so much, I'm like, I absolutely adore yeah. it. Like, I thought when we got to the scenes of when Jack Black was on Magic Mushrooms, that it was going to get too much. Yeah. And it didn't. And I was like, what the hell? It was fascinating. It was, Yeah, it really was. And it was very, like, very colourful and everything. And the just... idea of the Yeti and... That, uh, Sasquatch. What? Sasquatch. Well, the Sasquatch... Bigfoot. That's what Sasquatch is. Not, is that not a Yeti? Yeti's different. Yeti lives in the Himalayas. Sasquatch lives in the American wilderness. How do you know this? There's a lot of books about, well, not, not of recent, but like in the back in the day. It's a different creature, different being. If he's in the, if he's in the icy mountains, yeah, it would be Yeti. But Okay, so what is he? Sasquatch. Never heard that in my life. You, really? Yeah. Well, we, I mean, he mentioned it enough in the, the film. He said Sasquatch, didn't say I Yeti. I thought that was the name of the <laughs> No. <laughs> no, it's not. Like called... he was high on drugs and he was calling it this nickname. No, or his no, name. no, no, <laughs> no. No. You not really not heard of Sasquatch? No. I really haven't. Okay. Oh, I he, know of a Yeti. Not... So is he just like a different breed? Just lives... He's North American. Yeah. A half man, half ape. So basically, you're kind of trying to say to me, like, as we're English people and then you've got somebody living over in the other country there. I suppose. I guess that's what you're trying to say, because it's the same thing. It's just one lives in cold weather, one lives in hot. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> but we call him Bigfoot. We call it Bigfoot, but he's called Sasquatch. They don't say Bigfoot in the film. Well, hang on, you know Bigfoot because it's mentioned in the Goofy movie. Oh, Bigfoot? Yeah, that's the same thing. But I don't know Sasquatch or whatever that is. I, I don't know what why it is called Sasquatch the must, the reason but it's to say that's the same thing. Well, I just thought Bigfoot and the Yeti are the same thing. They're both big, aren't they? And they got. Anyways, right. Yes, you learned something there. Wow. 
That tickled me. <laughs> what tickled me? <laughs> and it's and back in the, from back in the day and also this time around as well. When they when they're going down that like the waterfall. <laughs> that is such a good scene. Yeah. He's like, this is super fun. And then it cuts to when he's actually like he obviously what he's seen, like he's in this little raft thing, <laughs> rubber dinghy thing. And it's like, oh, it's really pleasant, but when it cuts to reality, he's just yeah. writing down a ravine and it's just I feel like that's such a good like uh such a good cut as well, because it's like, oh, it's all like music's playing it and then it's like just a hard cut to just rapids and so, Yeah. Yeah. And it's like showing what somewhat I feel like this should be like a drug education lesson yeah, yeah. behind it as well. Expectation like, versus reality. Yeah, so. what you're thinking is happening, actually you're going to drown to death, basically. Yeah, like you're flying and it's just like climbing a, along a tree. Yeah. yeah, and then falling off it. Yeah, got to come down, yeah, eventually. Oh, it's, it's, it makes you think, because I've actually never done drugs or anything like that. I think it relates to me being like the black swan when I said, oh, I'm such a good at two-shoes. But I think because I am an anxious person and I'm in my head a lot and I worry, I would be one of those paranoid overthinkers. I think it, I just don't think it'd do me any good. I think I'd be too much in my head and panicking that actually there'd be no point in me ever doing it. Right, yeah. You'd have a bad trip, you think? Yeah. And I think this kind of shows you he's having an amazing one but still harming himself because he doesn't realise actually what's happening. It does empower him to get to where he needs to be, though, yeah, just, somehow, and it yeah, gets the story yeah, yeah, moving, yeah. moving along. That's another thing. It, it does go a, a, a quite a brisk pace. You kind of... It doesn't... Yeah. Well, you're not going, oh, this is really boring, or this no. is stupid, or anything like that. And as I say, the music pushes that along quite well as well. But obviously, for me, obviously, going back to that, it's like, oh, yeah, it's a banger. Oh, pretty much... <laughs> it's a banger. I'll, I'll, most, major, majority of the songs in it are like, yeah, are, it takes back to... Whatever How youth. old would you have been? You'd well, been eleven. Two thousand six, and remember, we again we went oh, to yeah. the cinema with like Alex and Leone and. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, oh. we all enjoyed it and stuff. So it's yeah. Did you have then. to have a parent take no, you? No, uh, no. So you must be like thirty. Yeah, it was in like Four. just before in like sixth form. Because right. obviously, like two thousand seven was when went to university. So was... God, you're showing your age now. Yeah, no, stop yeah. talking. <laughs> but one of the other f- funny scenes, I think, I think it kind of helps when it's kind of like cuts from like dramatic music or the soundtrack anyway to sort of like a silent moment. Mm. It's when um, they got this this friendly. Oh, you mean and, the little pizza guy? Yeah, the pizza. Well, he's not really little, but <laughs> the pizza guy. Yeah, yeah, and. Is that we need to borrow your car to get to the museum on this road trip and stuff. And he sees the, uh, the car chase on the TV. Lee, this is, he's watching it and he's like, oh, that's my car. Hmm. And his phone, his phone rings and he mutes the TV, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah he, he does. Because obviously there's loads yeah, yeah. of sirens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so he, obviously you can hear him, like, Jack White's like, oh, you know, I'm watching a movie or something that you can see. And he can hear that when it cuts back to Lee on the phone, it's like, like, but he can see what's on the screen visually, but mm-hmm. he can hear just a little muffled, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that's, that's interesting, but it's like, yeah, he, and can, see, he can actually and... see what's going on, but he's whether he's either just really dumb or, you know, he's just going along with it, I don't know, but it's like, he's not going like, oh, my car or anything like that, but it's kind of been... It works really yeah. well, and it's, it gives the comedy of the, of the film so again. Yeah, works um, I have a question kind of jumping towards the, the end, if, if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we've got this weird guy that we don't really... Yeah, this weird, like, 
he's putting on affecting Russian accent. He's got this hobble and stuff. He's played by Tim he's Robbins. Only got one leg, hasn't he? Tim Robbins, who's was in the Shawshank Redemption, Andy Dufresne. I mean, yeah. I know, I know what you mean, but yeah. I can't see that person being that person. Well, no, obviously he's got a beard in this, and he's got <laughs> yeah, really like, long hair. Um... He's quite a different character, but... and he seems a bit sketchy. But obviously, he wants to pick of destiny. Yeah, he tried apparently. How much yeah, of that's true yeah, or not? Yeah, yeah. And in the end, it's kind of one of those things where he's like, oh wants to pick off them and he wants to kind of stay there, I'll get it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, we can just walk off kind of thing. Yeah. And so why won't we? And then the police, I think, take him, don't they? Yeah, yeah. But then you've got this bit where they're, they're, they're fighting over who can share the... Who the can pick. have the guitar pick. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously the devil is the management, I guess, of picking you up to who to sign, basically. That's kind of what they're saying, Yeah, isn't I it? think so, yeah, really. Yeah. Which Taylor Swift knows kind of about, <laughs> doesn't she? Right. <laughs> but then they kill the devil or they put the devil back into hell. Yeah, yeah, they break this pawn, yeah. And they kind of do a good performance on, on stage, but then that's right. kind of it, isn't it? You don't really see him become super famous and superstardom and then jetting off to being like doing gigs around the world or... No. No. I guess it's implied that they become famous pro- from it. I think the implication at the, the very end when it's like, oh, it's the smoke... The bong of destiny, what they consider the pick of destiny. So it's like, oh, the, the obviously the drugs help them make the music that gets. Well, into that the... like any artist, the Beatles. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Elton John, uh, which I was surprised about. Still can't believe you didn't think that was the case. But... Innocent Paul. <laughs> but I obviously like I pointed out to you like that that devil was Dave Grohl in costume. Yes, and yeah. I wouldn't have not noticed that unless, until you said and it, and then I heard the voice. Voice in that, but that devil. He, Dave Grohl, played that devil that was in that music video. We're going to have to watch but, that movie. But in a video. slightly different costume, but it is him as well in that. So it's, and again, he's good friends with Jack Black. So in he that. scared me when I was nine years old, Paul, your, you know, favourite. Foo Fighters, that my yeah. favourite band. Well, you really like them. Oh, they are good, yeah. But, You've seen them live. I've had, I'd like yeah. to think that, they, you know. I've seen Tayshia's D live. Have you? Yeah. With who? With Joe, brother. Was, that, was I with you at that point? It was a, a long time ago, and um, to, to be honest, they were kind of like not in particularly good shape. Not in the prime. Yeah, so it was like every, almost after every song they had to take a breather. Them. So kind of like, oh, yeah, it's not as quite the, you know, the rock and roll metal thing that yeah. they're making out to be, bless them. But it's still a good show, though, don't get me wrong, because obviously, it's, yeah. But, yeah. I'd, I would go, I would, I would go with you next time. If you want to go, that is. But yeah, is there any any particular standout tracks that from the from this film soundtrack that you thought, oh, that's really good? <laughs> Even if I did, I wouldn't know the names oh, of them. Or oh, okay, well, if you can describe like a scene where one played or anything. <laughs> God, I think the ending really, and the, I, I, against the devil. And I really enjoy the Jack Black doing like the kind of like with his voice and the. Oh, you mean like that? Classical piece. Yeah, can you see he's the man? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that's one of the first ones when he meets KG. Yeah, and he's just ad libbing and ad libbing yeah, yeah. it, and it's just like. That's that's that how just, Jack Jack Black is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's just. Just seeing him like that is just. That's a delight. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. I think the only other thing that, for me, when I kind of watched it was trying to get him into Starhood is that scene where he breaks down where KG's heckling him, throwing bottles at him, and. Uh-huh. Having a pretend audience going, you're shit, yeah. you're rubbish, yeah. get off. 
and him kind of being hurt and upset. And I think you don't actually realise when somebody is on a stage like that, they are just pouring their heart out Mm -hmm. and they're very vulnerable. Yeah. And it takes a lot of guts to to do that. Absolutely. I think that's what I I noticed from from that. But yeah, no, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Which I feel like no pressure for me for my birthday. That's good. And I'm glad you enjoyed it, really. I wasn't... I thought you might be like rolling your eyes. I thought I was going to hate it. But clearly made a good choice with what I picked. But you can't go wrong with Jack Black. So I'm happy that you kind of like, oh, you'd like to sort of listen to the... Well, probably essentially revisit the, the soundtrack of this and then also see like the other songs that they've, they've done. They're the rocking out because, in the kitchen. Because like, some of the skits and stuff are quite funny. But for me, like aside from like the very last song, with against the devil, Beelzebos, I think it's called. <laughs> Final showdown, I believe. <laughs> the the one where Jack Black's imagine when he's you know like oh we're going to be the greatest band ever and having that sort of dream where he's like we they go back to the open mic night oh, and they do yes. that master exploder song where it's like I do not need a microphone. Yes. Yeah. And he's doing that, all, all that exaggerated, like yeah, like all the fireworks and blows his head off because of his singing and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that is that is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it just really showmanship, is. really, and just all the like. Oh, wow, he's got like four arms playing guitar and stuff. I think that just shows Jack Black's imagination Gen- as well. Yeah, yeah, again, it's... like we are the greatest band ever, and that's, that's it's all part of the show. I think the really. naivety though, it's like an inner child that thinks he's like, I'm amazing, yeah, and yeah. I think that's. I wish everyone had it's, a little bit more of him. Yeah. yeah, so. Anything else before we go to scores? Because um, I think we feel like this one's going to be a long one for you to edit. No, I think that's everything. I'm glad that you'd got to essentially resonate with it in some respect. <laughs> yeah, being scared as yeah. a nine-year-old. But yeah. well, is for your score? It's, it's, I feel like when we do these kind of things, it's really hard because I feel like I have to kind of go in some form of sequential reasoning, and I think it's tricky because. No. This is completely different to oh, no, I know it is. Little yeah. Mum or Petit Mama. Petit Mama, yeah. Petit Mama. And the one that we're going to cover in a yes. minute. Yeah. And it's like, they're all very diverse course, and collective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did, did I enjoy it 100%? Yeah. Would I watch it again? Yes. Okay. When I need cheering up, I would put this on. Okay. If I need a Jack Black fix and it's not the holiday I'm feeling... Mm-hmm. then this would be my next kind of Jack Black film or Kung Fu Panda. It's <laughs> <laughs> very <That's laughs> I knew that make you laugh. Still Jack Black. It's yeah. just literally just in a panda suit. It's like no. Donkey being Eddie yeah. Murphy. Not Be Kind, Rewind. Nice. I remember seeing it, but I've remembered it. Or High Fidelity, where he was in that. I remember that more. Yeah. I think Be Kind, Rewind, I wasn't... Mm, no. I don't know why. Okay. But anyway, that's fine. High infidelity had John Cusack in as well, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two. Mm-hmm. I'm torn, because like... We'll go with your heart, then. What does your heart rock, tell you? It's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> why are you laughing? Because I wanted to give it an eight, but 
But actually, I really enjoyed it, so okay. I can't give it. I can't. No, no, it's it's down to enjoyment of it. But, but I that's feel like that actually surprised me. Actually. But actually, doing it with the versus little yeah. mum being only nine point no. five, I'm like, oh, really? Yeah, but but it's different. You have got to take it as different. These these scores we do don't obviously not obviously reflect on like, oh, wow, could you put that against that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. But it's it's all down to your enjoyment. What you get out of it, it at the brilliant. end of the day. But it was amazing. I loved now, it. Now, interesting enough, I think. You've got it scoring it lower. Am I just being really generous tonight? <laughs> um, maybe, yeah. It's a turn of events, isn't it? Normally I'm Especially like, for your birthday yeah, special. Know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stroking your ego here. Come on, it's the yeah. best movie in the world. In terms of what the f- the film is, though, I mean, uh, my, it, my, my... I'm biased. It's Jack Black Gold. That's... With the, the music for me. But don't get me wrong, that was the going through it all. Like, oh, yeah, these, like I so said, these songs are great. And everything, sort of remembering from the past, like mm. a sort of nostalgia trip, really yeah, yeah. thrown through. And and going through it, I think as I'm, I was going to say, it's a very solid eight. I was going to tell you with an eight, but then he said, "What does my heart say?" And actually, to yeah, be yeah. fair, my heart said a nine. Oh, okay, That's and fine. I think yeah. it's just because it's the first comedy that proper made me laugh. Yeah. And that's rare for me to really no, enjoy it's it. For you, yeah. And I think that's why I'm scoring it so highly is because. There should be cringe moments within the film mm-hmm. for me. Yep. And there is, but it doesn't do that to me. And that is why I think it's fantastic. Right. And it's intriguing when you're first Enough. time watching it. Right. You don't know if they're going to get the pick of destiny. You don't know how it's going to pan out. Like, obviously, for your second time watching it, you, but- you're a wet off. However, yeah, I can't remember. A billion it's, times. It, it, to me, it's been a while since I've seen mm. it, but. Weirdly, I remembered it pretty well because of the way the the story goes. Yeah. It's not anything too complex or anything. You I know, like sort of the beats and the songs kind of generally, in most part, work on their own. You yeah, don't need it's that a story link, within the song, isn't it? At the same time, it, it does and takes you I back. I bet when you're listening to that now, though, the film comes into play. You can kind of in certain bits, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And for you, I think it's one of those things. If you've seen it several times, probably isn't feeling as special. But my first watch was fantastic. And to be fair, I feel like it's one of those if you were feeling unwell. Yeah, yeah. Come or wanted to laugh or just put it in the background and it would be, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got so much enjoyment out of it. I'm surprised, actually. But Me too. And a pleasant surprise. And last, but certainly not least, talking about the Patreon pick, Coraline. Which oh, I, Caroline. <laughs> which I kind of, I mean, obviously based on how the scoring was, it's, as I said before, it's I was veering more to Coraline being the winner anyway, but I, it's obviously came to my hands and to, yeah. to, to sway it that way. And to be fair, we watched both, didn't we? Because you said I'd watched Cubo, and I was like, have I? And to, <laughs> yeah, and I think, to be honest, we made the right call with, with that because... I thought I'd would remember more about mm. Kubo when we watched it. I think but we've only watched it the once, once together, haven't we? And that was yeah, that was a while ago. But it. What some about Car- Co- I've seen that so many times. Have you? Yeah. I feel like I have I seen it once or twice. Maybe three. This might be my third, third time. time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I remember watching it with Mum as well. I think we did. One one other time in because I feel like this one kind of is a Hall- Halloween yeah, it, vibe. I, it feels like it. It, it, it does say and tell me off. It's a bit Tim Burton-ish. Well, you say that, but I had to 
this is annoying that people like associate oh Tim Burton did Night Before Christmas no it was Henry Selick who directed this one he was the man who obviously was behind the stop motion <laughs> element yeah. of all this so, so where does takes, Tim Burton come from then he his involvement obviously like with maybe the, the designs and stuff he yeah. he did do and I'm a stop motion in that Frankenweenie Mm, Lot, okay. Years and years later, and Corpse Bride, obviously those those are I they, those think can... Corpse Bride and um, Nightmare Before Christmas are quite similar, though. To be fair, because oh, it involved dead people. <laughs> no, I think just the the the, the design, design, the the way it's. That's why I always think, oh, it's t- it's Tim Burton. Yeah, it's Tim. And anything yeah. dark. Yeah, yeah, and of that caliber. Yeah, yeah, you just. I'm sorry, the fact. Yeah, you just do. But. Even when this came out, it was back 2009, I believe. It was at uni, so like second year of uni. Big into animation, obviously doing a course on it and everything like that. And learn about this film coming out. Oh, that looks interesting, like stop motion and the, the craft and everything of that. And it's look, can I say, like a, it's a, like a dark mm. fairy tale. And Paul loves anything dark. dark <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what. It's obviously relative to me, but like knowing that it was based off a of children's book, mm. thinking, oh, I can get like I look into that. It can't be like too difficult to read and everything. So I scoured around for one to read that before I went into the film. Yeah, it's rare. <laughs> and it was yeah, a relatively short read, and yeah, there's sort of like some dark images. Like a young adult reader, really. This I think this film is is. To be honest, it's like a like obviously like a gateway entry into that sort of like mm. like I say Halloweeny type like going into the more dark and macabre watching of films if you were interested in like the horror thing like a, introducing it like a young twelve year old or maybe ten year old maybe yeah our child's to... not gonna be obsessed <laughs> with horror horror oh you can be obsessed with Pokemon not horror Let's see. Mm. It'll have my innocence in there. I remember that. But this was another film I remember. I, I think when the like the 3D boom was kind of popular in cinemas. I think it was yeah. around that time. And to be did fair, did you see it in the cinema? I did. Yeah, and did I you? saw it in 3D in cinema. Oh wow! You actually forked out. Not yeah, I, you know, I think I saw it twice in the cinema. You know, I, I, with so what about I yourself. Think I, I can't remember if I saw it with, but I know my brother to see it in 3D. Aww. Um, and oh. The, and did it scare Joe? No, I don't think so. He would have been quite little in comparison to you. Yeah, he will have been. But it was, it was fairly solid use of 3D. It's not like the Avatar, which is like the best example of 3D. Just showing yeah, the stories. Crap. Yeah. yeah, crap film. <laughs> um, but the 3D in that, yes, yeah, kind of stood out and not like is nowadays where it's like what's 3D, 3D about the, about yeah. this I, I feel like for me I, I'm intrigued I always enjoy watching this and I always mm. have to have to watch it and go how amazing actually is it the way that this all works and the way that it, you know it's stop motion mm-hmm. the shot by shot how it how they put it all together yeah, yeah. it's fascinating and credit for, for that uh-huh. it is beautifully done yeah, I went for the butt. I don't know. I feel like it's creepy and it's weird and it's dark and it's makes you feel like a little bit like uneasy. uneasy. Uh-huh. And at the same time, 
it's beautiful and it's really cleverly done but for me it's one of those things like you're saying it is a bit it is a bit horror yeah it, it in does... a very i don't know i want to say simple but like not like uh, no. not really like grotesque or anything it's kind of just a bit ooh. well i don't really like the first opening scene of when the doll's getting made right like that's like edward scissorhands to me yeah he's this mechanical i've hand, never like... seen that film actually are you not no no all right okay maybe for around Christmas time, maybe. Why Christmas? Sorry. Because it's. I think. It, I, no, naff off. I don't know. There's a, a winter quality about it. Well, and anyway, let's leave that for now. I wish I'd never said anything. Right, come on. I'll batter you. I know it's your right. birthday, but I'm gonna fall out with you. So yeah. And it's this creepy-ass doll, and the eyes, like the button eyes, I don't know, they freak me out. Really? Yeah. There's something about them, and the, the way like the doll parents look at her. and the, Well, yeah, because it's like soulless, because there's yeah. no... It, like, they're not eyes, they're just yeah, empty voids, aren't they, really? It does relate to me a little bit, and make me think, oh gosh, will we be rubbish parents? And I know that sounds awful, because life is just hard when you work anyways. Never mind balancing having to look after a little one who wants all your attention, attention. and to entertain him at the same time as I am working to provide you an income and to pay for your bill for the for the roof over your head, the food on the mm-hmm. table. A stuff. child doesn't get that. No, especially a teenager who's moved to a new area and stuff. And, still like, and doesn't oh, want to be oh, there. Oh, move away from her friends and all that kind of stuff. But it's, I think what the base of the story is, be careful what you wish for. In a sense, like, oh, I want Dad to be all fun and thing and just, like, everything very nicey-nice mm. nice all the time. But you got to learn that that's not always the case. And, you know, there's, there's, sometimes there can be yeah. consequences to those and I think ideals. It, it shows that life is not always peaches and it, and it can't mm. be. And, yes, it seems great that you get all these new shiny things. But sometimes if you get that all the time... Novelty wears off. Yeah, and you're not going to value it. You're not going to appreciate yeah. it. Like, her mum in the end does buy her those gloves that she wants, and that must mean so much because she's actually... Her, a, her mum listened and remembered, and B, she had to wait for it so that yearning for that item is even yeah, more good special. Things, good things come to those who wait. Eventually. Yeah. 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 You've got so many diverse characters in this. Yeah, have you. And it's so bizarre. So you've got... What's his name? No names, or what? what's the weird name for that child? Uh, what, Sorry? The, the the kid on the the bike yeah uh, YB YB oh, Y born Why were you born yeah, yeah. and yeah. the cat yeah and the YB is just the way that he's like looks like a nutty professor like yeah he's like, a like child. really skittish like and the way that he's like uh, um he's like hunched over and he has yeah. like weird like yeah and nervous uh, disposition too yeah he's freaky oh you, you think he's freaky mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Just how he acts, not just... And the talking and the following her and just... Right. The okay. look of him, and I think because he's hunched and he's like this with his arms all the time, he's like... Like picking up those slugs and everything. Yeah. yeah. All right, okay. And then especially when they have him in the doll world, where his mouth... Oh, yeah, so... Yeah. Like a bit like the Joker, isn't he, basically? Like ends up having smile him... lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, there's just something weirdly sinister about the whole... No, it's meant... It's absolutely film. meant to be that way. And me being me, I'm... I'm... Not a sinister person. You really like this kind of dark essence and 
for the essence of the darkness. And I'm like, <laughs> I just want a little bit of happiness in this, you know. The only happy thing is that she's got a yellow coat on and blue hair, like so she looks like the sky. But everything well, else yeah. is quite yeah. dreary. Dreary. And, yeah, it's rainy all the time. It's like oh, it's it only looks colourful when she's in like the doll yeah, world. I, obviously, that's the point of it to the con- the sharp contrast to what you know. Everything's boring here, but when you go to the fun side, it's all nice and it's all warm well, like, and cozy. The sheep thinks, isn't it? The grass is always greener yeah, at the other side, side. and yeah. normally it's not. Obviously, like things from. The different from the book the fact that this is americanized or mm. obviously i think a wider audience appeal really because the book is set in uh, well english it's english anyway but... i don't understand they've stolen our language why does it have to be like we have american I voiceovers know. I don't know. sometimes it's always americans and it's like why there is so many other countries in the world why does it have to be americanized what when did they become Look. The country that has to be followed. No, that's where they, you know, the the money comes from for the Hollywood and mm. stuff. Really, they got the budget to do it. So, but no, uh, see from f- the, the 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 studio Leica is this is like their first outing. And for me, this is like if you remember, like how Toy Story was like the big thing for Pixar, mm. and the story in that the vi- <laughs> comparatively in that sense, like it's quite how Pixar have started and then how they are now the technology has advanced yeah. so drastically i'm going to say like the story is great in toy story but the visuals on it look a bit yeah. ropey i have to say i don't think caroline has that no because it's almost timeless because of it being in the stop motion format and there's no digital mm. upscaling it's like you say like that if you think about like how shrek is you put that in 4K or whatever. Yeah. It's just, you know, just cleaning it up a little bit under the, re- the rendering. But with this, and as I must say, I don't know if you, you can vouch or you're on the same weather, we, when we're watching the 4K version That's of amazing. this, you could, like, say, in that first instance where you see the hand and the, the stitch in the buttons, you can see all the fibres on mm-hmm. the thing. It's, like, so sharp and pinpoint and everything. Look just, again, the colours on it are vibrant when you get yeah. to those scenes later on. And, and I think that was the difference with Kubo, not meaning that in a bad way. It lost that a little bit for me when I was watching it. How do you think? It, it felt like, part of it felt like it could just be not a stop motion. Like, obviously, you've that got one. some, yeah, right. not as much as Coraline. You seem to, I seem to appreciate the stop motion a lot more in Coraline. Yeah, because there was, that's where the starting point, that's what they're focusing on. There's some digital effects, obviously, like when. The house sort of like disappears into that white yeah. area because that's like showing they can't go beyond the mm. the realm of the area. But I think Cubo has a lot more CGI. Effects. Yeah, which you know are not actually just stop motion. I think there's some elements in it that still had to be that way, but just briefly back to the point of like the why it looks so good still mm. and still holds up, especially before her, because of it being a physical entity of stop yeah. motion. They that was like mastered from. The, you know, just a recording, you know, it's obviously just moving the yeah. camera that's actually there, just like a normal studio, like live action thing or whatever, mm. as opposed to, oh, it's just on a computer, just hit 4K render and it's done yeah. and it's just upscaling it exactly. in that sense. So it looks much sharper, more, the lighting mm. is accurate to what it is right there, if that makes sense. Yeah, in the no, room and all that kind of stuff. So it really stop helps. motion is one of the most beautiful ways of doing anything like it's time consuming, but it's when you do it right, like this film does, it's. It's so, it's so good. So good. Sometimes I was watching it thinking, like with the mice. 
jump in. Yeah. How? I, that, it, it's so mind-blowing, like, how this thing, obviously in sequential, because it's on, like, doop ba doop and they're just yeah. up and down, and squashing, stretching, and going around in a circle, and, and all these other th- simple things, like, you know, when pouring, like, say, you, you destroy one, and the sand comes, and it turns into a rat, and it, mm. the sand comes out, pours out, and that's not very stupid. Be like, oh, just pouring sand out, but things like where's all these the hand of, getting involved in this? Like, inch by inch, and just yeah. like, this, how it, many shots per frame is being taken yeah. for this to actually so, move? And I think Cuba, I don't really know that analyze that with that you know. sadly. Whereas this with Coraline, mm-hmm. I, I do, I do think Cuba for its story and kind of it's not as dark and. Gritty is, is this one, I yeah. I feel like that one. And I think this is probably why Coraline is something... Stands out a bit more. For you, yeah, 100%. And obviously the fact of how, for Coraline as well, and you've said and made a joke about, oh, Caroline, mm-hmm. because the other adults keep getting her name wrong to call, and they're Caroline, you know, they're not paying attention to her, you're not listening to me, it's kind of like she's just... You know, she's just a child. Old. She's so, just... oh, you're not, yeah, you know, not to be taken seriously yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And so I do think it's a bit not... of a daft name. I've not heard Coraline. <laughs> Sorry, anyone who is called Coraline. If you are called Coraline, yeah. just let us know. Or if you know somebody who is. <laughs> but I can see them common occurrence because I always think of the new 1975 song, yeah. Caroline. Yeah. And that pops into my head every time I hear Coraline. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like instead of singing Happy Birthday on you, I'm like doing a post. I want to put that on just because it's like quite funny because mm-hmm. through the film she is getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Constantly correcting. Yeah. Yeah, adults, which you shouldn't have to correct an adult. But I so said the other characters are obviously quite colourful as well. You've got Mrs. Spink and. The two actresses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the names. But and then you've got the weird and wonderful guy that lives. Mr. Babinski, who's. Yeah, with the, the mice and everything. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's quite sad that. The, part of it because her parents are kind of fobbing her off on the neighbours because it's like oh we don't have time we've got to work we've got a deadline go see what your other neighbours are up to and everything like that and pushing her away like oh well go have a look you're in a brand new house how many doors are there how many windows are they you know trying to occupy her because she's not got any friends anymore at the moment she Mm -hmm. hasn't really got a room set up yeah she's not really got any purpose and I think this is where this weird doll appears by YB. Some coincidence that it happened to be in the, sh- the form of her as a doll. And it's like, well, I'd chuck that away if it was me. But It's so freaky. It's like, she's like, oh, come on, little me. Where, yeah. Where's little me gone? I'm thinking little me would be yeah. in the bin. Yeah. Like, the thought so like, of a doll so like, looking like, like me. Oh, God. Uh, um, yeah. What did, you, what did you make of, like, the other mother when she kind of turns more like... Don't like her. More sinister because like a skeleton. Like slender she man. looks a little bit like um, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Then you know um, Sam the skeleton, skeleton, Jack Skellington. Why are we going to call him Sam? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Jack like, like, the, lanky yeah, and, it's yeah, kind of like obviously it's like, kind of like oh yeah, and the neck and the the spine on like up her neck as well, like yeah, like you can extrude, see yeah, but no, and even further on from that, she becomes more like spider like, you know, like yeah. catching. People in a web. Yeah, exactly. That's the, the idea behind it. Like a sort of, a sort of interpretation of a witch, essentially. Oh, I was going to ask, is she a witch? And obviously, the dad seems to just be kind of created for a ploy and to get. Uh, she's the puppet master yeah. of it, really. And it's like, oh, I shouldn't be and saying this, and yeah. And there's obviously those other insect 
elements within that world as well. Mm. You know, like the, the praying mantis lot in the garden, like cutting oh, down the thing. And if only the like the cockroach cupboard or whatever, and, and things like that. That sort of like uh, bugs seem to you know like be quite prevalent in the, the film. Yeah, I think I think it just shows kind of actually she's in a dark place, like underground basically, with the insects and bugs kind of being a representation of this darker, witchy, earthy, earthy tone that they're portraying. And I think it shows initially that's meant to be all colourful and bright and like, oh, this is meant to be amazing. You get tea and you get to be put to bed and all of this well, aspects, nice, nice and stuff. then it kind of turns. Yeah, yeah, you dark. see the world for what it really yeah. is. Yeah, this it, illusion. It's clever and it's really, really, really clever the way that it's all portrayed. Mm-hmm. Like it, obviously, like initially when she goes to that to the little cupboard in the the room, and it's like don't that colourful, go in little cupboards. That's what in that colourful tunnel. It's like I don't know if you ever had one of those kind of like foldy out tube tunnel things yeah, when yeah. you were a kid or anything like that. But yeah, it's obviously like oh, very colourful and it's leading to the path to a nicer place to go and visit. Mm, and but oh, actually, it's just a mucky cupboard with loads of cobwebs. In reality, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this illusion of what you think you want, but mm. it's yeah, just stay away. Right. And actually, it's YB's fault because if she hadn't brought the doll, the buttons yeah, on the, the eyes, it wouldn't have been. Be. Yeah. So I don't understand truly how, where the doll was placed. Where was it? How did he? How did it come yeah. to existence? Sort of. How did the note? Because he the, says like the pink palace, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to come to there, no children allowed or anything like that. So then why because, was Coraline at A an exception and B Yeah, it's almost like it, it was the other mother knew that she was coming or something. So she sent that out into the abyss, mm. into the world and then so that was like a spy. But the story thing. was but, it must have been beforehand, she yeah, was yeah, in the future. But, but yeah, exactly because there was the other the other dolls that were involved and I think the one that she was changing was that the the, the sister of the grandma. Uh, so she's replacing her with another one. Said, I've got you, the soul of those other kids. Which one of those was, the goals well, yeah. was that person who got lost? You know, died ages ago. And so it's like, right, I'm going to replace. I'm going to snare another person who's. So do you think it's like um, Hocus Pocus where they want to have like the younger one, like a witch, where you want to have the youthful child um, to keep you younger is that the logic I'd, behind it i think so because she does the other mother says mother back in when she's like escape caroline's escaping she's like oh, i'll die without you so she knows you need you know i think that's another trope with witches like oh i need young blood to rejuvenate myself yeah, and so keep on living i think just make it also feel like she'll die because she loves her so much that she can't have her so then yeah i can't have you no one can't I yeah think. Element to that, but one of so new button eyes on that was the freaky bit of the film where the thought of taking her eyes, yeah, physically out. I mean, show that but to yeah. sew them up yeah. in your head, just a bit. Yeah, I think it's 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 quite strange because it shows there's a couple of morals, a couple of reason behind it. Mm-hmm. It is really colourful. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't like the darkness of it. Right. Okay. No, I, I kind of get that you're not not all your sensibilities of Mm-mm. of that kind of tone, but I th- I honestly think it's to me anyway. But maybe it's just because I sort of I've seen darker stuff. But even at a, a point when it wasn't, I was say like horror and I read Goosebumps book and stuff when I was younger and stuff mm. like that. So I had a sort of like 
understand of how things were, but in a visual <laughs> sense of what this offers, I wouldn't say it was like, oh, that's really terrifying or anything like I that. Think... But the the implications of what it was going for and it's kind of a bit like uh, it is really intriguing. Mm. And I think my younger self would have been scared of this. Yeah, definitely. I can probably see that, to be fair. Like, if this was something I was coming into watching yeah, it, I think I would be frightened. Life. Not now, because obviously I'm an adult. and <laughs> But I still feel like it can make you feel a bit uneasy, and it does have that essence of darkness and hmm. what it's going for, basically. It does portray it, yeah, yeah. even as yeah, an adult Yeah, still watch. a creepiness, yeah. I'm not going to deny that, that but I, th- like... F- but in, a, in a, a good way for me, like, when... Coraline goes to see her dad after, like, or when she falls asleep mm-hmm. in the alternate world and she kind of, like, starts seeing the world for what it is and the yeah. dad's, like, really sad, like, uh, where's Wybie? He pulled a sad face and, like, stretches his mouth mm-hmm. out and it's, like, really, like, Ugh. yeah. yeah. But in a, in, a, in a way that's kind of, like, not, like, really grotesque or anything like that, but it's still kind of, like, unsettling. No, yeah, no, it is, and... Even to the point of where we have like the old actresses in the real world compared to being in the new world, like mm-hmm. they had to be thin and young and that's them in their youth. Yeah, and, like Babinski being successful with his performing mice in this alternate world, and everyone, like I say, even the mice have little button eyes and stuff, so everything's so they're not true to themselves. They're kind of a, sh- a shadow of them, what they actually are. In the... I think the cat plays the most crucial role oh, yeah, within absolutely. this. Absolutely, yeah, he's kind of see you can jump through both worlds mm. and. Help Coraline yeah. with what she needs to do. And I think he's actually quite well portrayed. Quite enjoy him on scene when he, he is there. Mm-hmm. It's weird when we did watch this, how much I've actually remembered this time round compared to like the first or the second time. Mm-hmm. It seems to be the more that you watch it, the more it kind of remains in your head. And... Yeah. I guess the question is, what would you score it? It's mm, a good question. I think for me... I feel like this is going to be your highest. You're right there. And I think I'm going to be scoring it a bit lower. Not too much lower. Mm. So it's probably going to be an 8.5 for me. I really enjoy it. Mm. But is it one that I'm like, oh, I really want to put on and put it on again? It's I do get that, but it's not a, oh, yeah, okay, this makes me laugh. This makes me, like, little mum feel nostalgic yeah. or kind of sweet and endearing yeah, warm comforting it, yeah it's none of those feels it's a bit creepy and eerie i'd probably put it on in halloween and be happy to class that as a halloween film yeah <laughs> i think obviously i think it's yeah it's like a halloween watch really to be yeah. quite honest but it's it's something that i'd like i thought i'd want to come back to and mm. i got the, the the new disc and everything like that it's beautiful so, on the new yeah, disc really i think the 8.5 is high for me because of what kind of criteria the film is yeah but <sighs> I'm a sucker for stop motion and I'm biased in that sense. And mm-hmm. I tried to do recreate Forky, didn't I, ages ago? <laughs> yeah. Um, and even that looked a bit... Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Because it's There's, so hard. Yeah, you have to have the time and patience to do but it. But it's every respect. little element. It's not even yeah, like moving your main focus. It's having to move the things in the background. Like, it's yeah, everything. Just even like the, the, the squashes and stretches and yeah. the turns. Even just like going... You say you pause, you blink, that kind of stuff you put in your hand on your side, mm. you're up, you downs, and that kind of stuff that's involved in it. You've got to think about every tiny little thing like that. Or you know, look. Wonder how many pictures were taken. Oh no, yeah. How many it. memory cards you have yeah, to go through today? It's it's crazy to think about, but it's it's such a 
a fine art mm. and things like this you just really truly appreciate like how everything that was in that was kind of built as a set and that's how they worked with it's crazy can i guess your score birthday boy um i believe it's gonna be a 10 you're absolutely right ah i knew it we needed a 10 at some point we were getting so close (laughs) yeah no i can't not give it a 10 for how much and I enjoyed it from the from the get go really and just I there's always tell. the quality to come and just every time I come back to it it's enjoyable it's a lot of fun it's sort of like my dark sense of thing but not too like over the top in terms of what it's going for you know the, the, the blood or anything like that mm. or anything crazy but it is just a, a sinister tone to it but still kind of light hearted in how it tackles it yeah it doesn't on things too much and it's 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 really fantastic can't fault it yeah can't something to really nitpick at anything uh, at all if it, to be fairness to be fair my eight point five point five yeah is not anything negative towards it it's more just it's the genre I, yeah okay yeah it isn't anything like fault in the film really it's just more a personal preference if i'm completely honest no, that's fine. That's fine. Just like you did, like it's from your heart, like I said before about yeah. Basically, doesn't mean that I don't value it and appreciate what the film is. It no. really doesn't. Okay, that's that's fair. So, have you enjoyed your birthday special? I feel like it's been a good one. Yeah, yeah. Kind of got things from different genres. I feel like yeah, yeah, like mine, which is like normally romance or chick flicks or <laughs> yeah, three in a row type. Of yeah, something like that. But... Maybe I need to be more diverse. We'll see. Yeah, when it comes around to that. But I think I've got one in my head that I want to cover already. Okay. So if you haven't already, obviously Paul's birthday is this week. It is the day after this airs. Yep. So wish him all happy birthday, likes, loves, give him all your kind words. He is the person who actually makes this podcast happen, not me. Because to be fair, it would be very much um uh, probably or like me drinking my tea, slurping, if Paul didn't edit this to be sounding brilliant. So do give him all the love and support and appreciation that he needs on his birthday. He's also fantastic at doing our social media. Without him, we wouldn't have any platform. He messages people, he's out there, he's talking to anyone who will want to listen to us, basically. So if you do want to find us, just swoop into there. You can go find us. On the social media platforms of Instagram, Twitter, Threads, which is the new... What's Threads? Hmm? Oh, God, I feel old. I have a Thread account, apparently, so if you do want to follow me, you can, but I don't post anything, so <laughs> I'd follow the SP one. And Yeah, please do. And also TikTok. Yeah, it's, it's very rarely post on there, except yeah. for the clips. But they are all under the handle SP underscore film viewers to find some there, so do give us a follow if you... Not already doing that. Or comments or likes or any support or love is and all your happy birthdays on this Friday coming. Yeah. Because we have got a very special birthday boy. (laughs) Thank you so much as well, Paul, for picking all these films. You're welcome. I've really, really enjoyed them. Yeah, so have I. Yeah. I've really enjoyed talking to you. So I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to us ramble because this is going to be a long one for anyone to listen to me talk. So maybe break it up. We've got sort of the chapters in this. Yeah, sort of like a little cut point. Yeah. So yeah. it is easy to kind of come back to. Yeah. 
But if you want to listen to some of our other episodes, you can do so over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and wherever else you get your podcasts from. And we'd also like to give a shout-out to the patrons, of course. Yes, thank you for your pick. I know technically Paul picked two with this one, but we've never really had a tie. So I think next time this ever happens, it will be down to me. To be fair, I never get a choice, so do it all the time, and then I can actually get a pick. Because <laughs> I don't really get apart from my birthday, an option. But shall we run through our wonderful patrons because they are amazing. So we've got Jonesy, our friend, who, if you haven't checked out The Lighthouse, well... The episode we did, yeah. Why aren't you looking at that and listening? Because it is fantastic that he brings so much value to that podcast. Yeah, really good episode. It's really strong. I've even actually listened to it and I don't normally like listening to myself talk. (laughs) But re-listening back and actually about that film, I think it's one of our best podcasts we've done. I'm sure he'll be very pleased to hear that. (laughs) So you can follow him on social media. He is out there. He's under the handle Weight Loss Jonesy. If you haven't already followed him and liked everything he does, he does Miniature Warhammer. I said it right. I better get brownie points for that. And obviously discussing his weight loss journey on there too. So we've also got... Mark from 100 Things We Learned From Film. He was very excited for the picks this time around. I always love the fact that he puts a comment on our Patreon as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's... Very much invested. Yeah, it was... sorry, Mark, that it didn't work out for you this time. You might still not be seeing Kubo, maybe, but... Well, I feel like we've touched on it, so he has to. <laughs> yeah, be like, what the hell? Why is yeah. it Coraline? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, it's still it's still worth a watch, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. say. For you to Kubo, but it's definitely not as strong as Coraline. Okay. We've got my lovely mum. Mm-hmm. We have Ben, who is still on his travels somewhere, I feel. Yeah. And he's from film vloggers, if you haven't already known, and they're traveling like the world, I feel. Yeah. Like on a trip of a lifetime. And I don't know, I feel like I'd be getting homesick by now. Yeah. But I'm such a home bird that that's just who I am. But it does look like they're having a fantastic time. I feel like it's one of those things where you just want to be in their suitcase for a bit. Yeah. Visit some of the countries they're going to. Yeah, it looks mm. really fun. And lastly, we have... Nico. From The Good, The Bad and The Weird podcast. podcast. Yeah. And now, the fact that I can say that because I know what The Good, The Bad and The Ugly is. You do? And they, he credited me. He, he appreciated yeah, the fact that I sat through two. that three yeah. hour long film. And, you know... I am applauded, so... Yeah. And, and he also said that, you should, yeah, we should check out the, the actual The Good, The Bad and The Weird <laughs> film. We should, we should. Because um, he said that there probably be things you'd like, and, but some things you probably wouldn't like, so it'll be sort of maybe <sighs> like an interesting reaction from it, but I don't know if... I don't think it's as long. As long as it's not as long. <laughs> Is it, I'm guessing it's... I, I don't actually know what's involved in it, so we'll have to have a, actually look read into the snaps. We'll have to have maybe. to to see but um, yeah it's funny that we keep saying their podcast and we don't even know what the film is <laughs> and since we're a film podcast ourselves. still many to see yeah to be fair growing and learning myself. together aren't we yeah but that's that's it for this episode it's a uh, wrap thank you for listening to all the way to the end another year older Paul yeah how you feeling bones aching yet not quite no well still a spring chicken yeah I think so. Yeah. You're not too shabby. Thanks. Thanks.
Well, I hope that you have a wonderful birthday. Hope you've enjoyed talking to me. Yeah, of course. And Always do. I hope you enjoy editing it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not so much that, but... Yeah. And we'll post loads of pictures of birthday celebration boy. So thank you very much for listening to this episode once again. And we will speak to you next time. When Paul's another year older. <laughs> speak to you next time. Bye now. Bye. Bye.